0: Welcome back to another episode of Direct Response Secrets. I'm your host, Zachary J. Radford, and today we have an incredibly special guest, Anthony Castetti. He is the director of Incronum. He runs a B2B agency. He has a data startup. And when I'm saying that this gentleman understands marketing is an absolute understatement. There was multiple times in this interview that I asked him to go back and re-explain something just so I could understand what was fully being said. What makes Anthony so unique is his track record in actually transforming businesses by strategically leveraging digital marketing and analytics. His blend of business acumen and technical expertise just doesn't make him a consultant, it makes him a highly sought after growth strategist. So buckle up as we dive deep into solving real marketing bottlenecks, leveraging data, transforming businesses, all while keeping it honest and direct. You won't want to miss this one. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. I have an amazing guest, Anthony Akkasey. He is not only a digital marketer, he not only does he run an agency. He is an analytics expert. Now, I know what you're think. you thinking. Analytics, super sexy, right? Well, I'm telling you, today, we're going to bring some value, and, and together, Anthony and I are going to break down analytics. We're going to talk about some digital marketing, and we're ultimately going to help you win and grow and scale your business. Anthony, welcome, my friend.
1: Thank you, Zach. Thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: Hey, my pleasure. So, I'm assuming you didn't just wake up one morning being this analytic uh, digital marketing guy. (laughs) How did you get your start in this? And the reason I want to start there is because I want to show the audience what you built and how you became the person you are today.
1: Sure. I think uh, you're right. I mean, yeah, it's not like... um like a dream uh, one day. Then, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been a, yeah, it's been a tremendous journey. I began my journey into the digital marketing space over a decade ago, right? And um, starting with a very keen interest in understanding customer behavior online. So it has been growing so much over the decade. And um, with the evolution of data science tools and technologies, it was only um like natural for me to gravitate towards these um, rich insights and, and that analytics could provide right over the years over every every 2 3 years you find these new tools and you in these new marketing um, challenges mm-hmm. that people throw in and you look at bigger organizations doing um, uh, traditional ways of marketing and also new modern ways of marketing as well so um, obviously, in the earlier days, um, every click, every interaction told a story, and I was intrigued by it. Like, how did that story come up? That's right? awesome. So um, I remember being fascinated by that power of a simple blog post or a tweet those days, right? Yeah. And the idea that a message could reach and resonate with thousands, even millions in mere moments was revolutionary. It still blows
0: my mind. Like I I think about it, like even this podcast, we have the listeners, we have all the things, technology. We have it so good. People used to have to pay a ton of money to create this type of content and do this stuff. We're we're loving
1: it. That's what I call this. Like this, this digital transformation um, was uh, tremendously and rapidly growing, right? And I was quest to understand the how part of it as tools evolved and data became more accessible. I saw a chance to meld myself with this creativity with empirical insights, right? So mm-hmm. that's where the analytics came kind kind of comes in, <laughs> right? So yes. um, I witnessed these campaigns where that thrived and those that fizzled out, and uh, all of which added to my reservoir of experience over this decade.
0: Wow! No, that, that you know it makes sense, right? Like you get into digital, and I got a very similar path, my friend. Like I I was so right. intrigued about the internet. I remember like the first time I saw like an MLM get rich quick thing. I literally oh, tried nice. to sell my mom on it. I was like, mom, we need to buy into this. I want, we're going to be rich. She's like, no, 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 no. But mm-hmm. I was intrigued by the uh, the action that I took and the excitement that I had. Oh, and brilliant. that words made that happen. And so analytics was the same version for that for you. You saw an insight and boom, you're like, "This is this is where I need to be.
1: Yep, there's always a psychological twist uh, to the uh, to that particular marketing campaign that will intrigue you, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It's a, it, it evolved a lot, and um, yeah, it, it's inspirational, right?
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. So let's talk about uh, analytic. Well, so you got two businesses right now that you're working on. You have your agency. Who do you serve in your agency currently?
1: Uh, we technically we are a B two B oriented company, so we've worked with uh, manufacturing companies um, in on the product side, uh, where we help them uh, evolve into um, direct to consumer um uh, industries into the into these verticals and um we also i mean mainly we provide these um, um technology tool sets to them mm-hmm. we transform their um, marketing pro- processes and we build them automations and we also build them analytic tools and also build actionable insights and um so there's a turnkey solution for everything for us we have a, a range of different uh, ma- ma- like talent so- Would you? So, you're essentially full
0: service then for these agencies, yeah. So, and -hmm. and I've been noticing this, uh, or for businesses sorry, B2B businesses. uh, I've been noticing this trend a lot. If that, like, because once an agency's in somewhere, it's easier to sell other line items and other things into that existing customer. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was talking to another gentleman earlier today, and he was saying that. Uh, you know, I just, he's like, I just had a $5,000 sale, but it was to an existing customer. And it was so much easier because he thinks that it's easier to have that conversation and do that. Do you find the same thing in your business?
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes, yes. Um, yeah. And um, most probably um, it is for, uh, because there are two ways in how um, agencies work out. And um, there are um, tailored solutions. Uh, what I mean by that is, uh, you have a pricing package for everything, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you're selling SEO, or you're selling account marketing, or you're selling social media, and then you have a package for it. And obviously, over the over the months, then we, when you work on it, um, you see that gap that's not being filled up. And then you, as a person who already build up builds up trust with that particular company, you probably mm-hmm. go in and upsell them. That's how agencies treat it. Like, yeah, and, for sure. So that's in a way you can probably uh, churn that every six months maybe, but obviously at one point performance kicks in and you are you are measured by your performance on how much money you are. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, you're obviously if the customer is paying ten k for you every month, just look at uh, just look at that from the nine month perspective. Um, you think the customer will still keep paying you 10k over the nine months unless you are making him 30 or 40k or 50k more right yeah so so you so what we do on our end is we don't look at the volume of it right we look Mm -hmm. at uh, whether or not um, that business we, we tend we try to tend to believe ourselves as a fractional team because team there is an existing team, probably already within these companies that we work with, there are existing funnels or there are existing campaigns that they build with. So we don't want to undermine any of those things, right? And uh, we want to go ahead and uh, and come back come come back to them as a fractional team where we. Are injecting ourselves into these processes, right? And then mm-hmm. giving them a solution that is uh, and that encompasses everything. So, you probably need um, a, a little bit of SEO help, but you need more of your uh, building up your for your brand audiences, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you build your brand audiences more? It's not just media buying. You probably have to build some other campaigns on some, some other platforms as well. So, we build that particular camp uh, package and what happens is once you build this and you're measuring your um, uh, success related to a particular KPI mm-hmm. it's very evident for these companies to actually look at us as a need to have uh, entity rather than a nice to have entity right yes. so so we tend to we tend to keep like that uh, over the over the coming years and at at one point we set them for success and then we move away from, uh, we take that fractional team out of from the unit and we go find another person that we can uh, uh, rapidly um, uh, transform them digitally. That's, so, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's, um, so you, you, you may not be looking at, so, so people listening may not be um, looking at, may, may have questions on like, oh, if you don't do it at volume, how are you sustaining and everything? Um, but that's, uh, that's our model because we tend to have uh, more success and more non toxic relationship with our clients uh, when we tend to be more straightforward in the beginning, right? And, uh, and uh, show them the value. Uh, and uh, obviously, if it's a long-term game, for for example, if people selling SEO for 500, come on, right? It's, oh, I'm good luck. We're go yeah. doing it, right? Yeah. And uh, in the in the age of now, with AI-driven content and uh, all all of this coming up, and when more um, uh, e-commerce websites or knockoff brands of the same companies coming off, right? How are you going to uh, navigate through those um, troubled waters, right? So um, it's really hard for us to uh, come back to a, a set plan and everything. So obviously this upon research and upon years and years of experience, this is what we figured out that helps us a lot.
0: No, that makes sense. And I see a lot of agencies going to this model. It makes sense from just a talent acquisition perspective for a medium-sized business because they can go out and they go to market. They may get somebody good. They may not get somebody good, right? Who's an expert. They'll bring them in-house. They'll pay all the training costs and everything associated with that. And they may or may not be successful. Like that's, that's not, okay. it, it's a hard sell versus, hey, we know what we're doing. We can come in and implement this right into your business right away for a fraction of the cost. How does that sound?
1: That's that's amazing, right? I mean, the, the, it's the same thing that worked for us. I mean, look at, look at it from our perspective where we're working with a, With a company here who are in the pharmaceutical side of things, and uh, they require a data scientist, right? Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, uh, if you hire a data scientist, they are upwards of around one hundred and fifty thousand, if you are depending on the state that you live in in the U.S., right? um, uh, And uh, that data scientist is probably not only doing to do data scientists, but he also have to build apps. He also probably have to build something else, right? And probably also has to crunch some marketing side of it because they need to sell their tools online. So when we approach them, we went to them as a fractional um, marketing team, right? Mm -hmm. Who can uh, deliver you, um, who can give you insights on your campaigns that are running who can mm-hmm. also be able to crunch the data on the data science part where we can deploy data scientists and you don't need to train us on it because we understand your industry and we understand your requirements for it. So our training time is much shorter than you giving your tra- your, your guys three months, right? We understand the compliance of healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you onboard us quickly. We understand the compliance of it. We go and undergo these NDAs and everything. And we are, we are set to go off within two weeks compared to, Uh, A person who is uh, like you're paying 180k
0: day, like that's
1: phenomenal. You're probably paying a fraction of that cost here, right? And uh, you probably may not be, uh, you may not keep us for, um, uh, I mean, we are under contract, right? I mean, you don't have uh, the ability to like, okay, so you're hiring a full-time person. You probably have to give them benefits and all of these. and Not to mention
0: bringing them up to speed. You probably don't um, even know, you know that so. they're not good for 30 days. What's the cost associated with that or longer, yeah. right? And let's right. say you have marketing initiatives in motion and you need that talent. Like, What I found when I was running my agency is that we would almost act like that. We wouldn't promote that, but that's what we would end up becoming because Mm -hmm. they would, there'd be so many holes that needed to be filled. And initially I was like, scope, creep, scope, creep. I'm trying to like protect Mm -hmm. ourselves. And then I was just like, hey, what if we just raise our prices and we help you do that? (laughs) And then they're like, yeah, okay, can you do that? We're like, sure, we can do that. We were limited on how many people we can serve. But I mean, we had clients paying us 25K a month or or more in in a retainer. But if they went to market to acquire that talent, they would be spending $50,000, $60,000 a month or more. So
1: exactly, uh, I think it's a fair trade. Them, exactly, like, I think the most businesses fail to understand that, right? Um, and um, there's a lot of education that's needed here as well. And I and I've done the same in my experience, like helping them understand, uh, uh, putting this on a piece of paper and helping them understand that this is what, right? And yeah. uh, you probably may have been doing this uh, separately, but there's you have to evolve, right? And. Um, yeah. You can't you can't wait for something to happen or um, it's like you need to understand every bits and pieces of your business.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, because it's all connected. I'm like all All boats rise when you start marketing. So the, Mm -hmm. the funniest phenomenon happened to us on the PPC side when we started running Facebook ads and then we offered Google ads, everything just performed better. Like, we got a higher row ads and doing all that. All we did is offer an additional service right. line, but everything went up. And we were just blown away by looking at those numbers and was like, well, what if we offered TikTok ads? What if we did a little bit more? And it's all interconnected, right? So, if they're, they have a hard time converting somebody on the back end for their back end offering, that's going to affect okay. us on the front end versus mm-hmm. like they have a hard time getting somebody in the front end, it's going to affect the back end. So, it's like, It's all interconnected. It's one one big business, and I think that, and I think marketers created this. This is just my two cents. But like, I'm the Facebook guy. I'm the Google guy. I'm this guy. I'm this. I'm this. I'm this. I'm this. And there was this like misconception of like jack of all trades, master of none type mentality. Mm, But it's not Mm. true. um, Because you have to master a little bit of a lot in order to be good. Like, you have to understand what goes into email, you have to understand what goes into the sales team, you have to understand, you have to understand these pieces, or you're just going to be in there firing blind do you find the same yeah. thing when, when I find the same clients? thing i find
1: yeah exactly because i try to use the word synergy um where i mean i, I only try and tend to use that uh, that word um very carefully but mm-hmm. um when we are talking about this that's the right word uh, because there's a synergy for everything so yes. like uh, like seo as hand in hand with social and uh, and i always have this um problem where um clients come back and say i don't only require seo for now Right, and I only require um, um social for now. Right, I'm like, well, I'm my yeah. next would be like, what, what, uh, how do you, how did you come to that conclusion? Like, I, I am <laughs> uh, I did, I want to know how do you come to that conclusion? Yeah, right? yeah, um, it makes me anxious. And like, like <laughs> what, what are those data points that you finally figured out that it's you? It's
0: the equivalent of going into like they think they can go into a grocery store. And be like, mm, I'm going to do some marketing today. I'm going to do a little social media. I'll get some of that oh, I'll be back next week to grab some SEO. And it's like, it doesn't, you have to have, and I think to be fair to the business owners, they don't have somebody in that role looking at the entire digital picture or marketing picture. And that's what they truly need. Because once they have that in place, all the other lines roll together. Uh, If you're a small to medium-sized business, you may be thinking like, I just need Facebook ads and I want Facebook ads to work. That's great. But you need to have somebody internally on your team or fractionally to give you that advice to say Facebook ads would not be a great idea right now. We should focus on some more organic stuff. and, And here's the strategy for that. Because if you don't have the whole snapshot, how are you going to make that work?
1: exactly we we tend we try tend to be that um, citizen uh, data scientist or a strategic uh, decision maker who's coming uh, from an outside perspective out of their mm-hmm. bubble and uh, trying to give them that um, ex- uh, that experience right i mean mm-hmm. this is what we're looking at right um, come out and look at all of this um, so, yeah, I tend to see that a lot. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a hurdle that uh, we'll have to pass through.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it makes, makes
1: of data online sense. as well, Zach. I mean, there's a lot of data online. Um, there's a lot of blogs, uh, people read through it. There is a lot of theoretical experience for everyone, but there's no practical experience to it, right? So, yes. um, uh, theory can only help in, uh, only helps so much. Right. Yeah. So that, that that's where uh, I feel like uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback from clients. I'm like, uh, I need this, but rather than that or these. Um, that's why I feel like, you, well, I mean, does it, does it, is that backed by data, right? I yeah. mean, uh, is that a data driven decision. I mean, um, so uh, let's
0: talk about that. Let's talk about data driven decisions. How, like. <laughs> What does that look like? Let's say I am a small to medium sized business, and I am trying to better understand my data. Where do I start? What does that look like? And what should I be doing?
1: there there are a lot of different things. Um, (laughs) Is that a loaded
0: question? It might've been a loaded question. So if there's a a better way to, to question it, I'm open as well. I'm just trying to think from the, the listener's point of view. So it's like, I have a business I'm doing 15 to $25,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm basically have some winning ads maybe, or I have a couple sources of clients coming in where and how do i start implementing my data like what what should i be looking at just from like a novice perspective and maybe sure. a little more advanced
1: i mean if you're we, so we'll focus on the marketing analytics side of it so if you're sure. looking at marketing analytics side of it right and this includes um ppc and you're running campaigns on some of the platforms and um and there's when you're running campaigns on other platforms you also tend to uh, understand the behavior side of things so how are they behaving on these ads and how are they behaving on your website mm-hmm. so what what we noticed is um, companies use different tools like there's there's a common tool that is google analytics um, mm-hmm. there are common advertising tools such as google ads or uh, bing and there's uh-huh. facebook and all on of that so there should be uh, one source of truth for every company, right? So, um, so we understand that um, maybe this is lack of experience or an understanding on how to get all of these things connected. Mm-hmm. Most people tend to uh, look at Google Analytics as the um, <laughs> uh, as as the funnel in which all of these uh, pipe in the information in, and then you take the insights out of it. Yeah. So, so what happens is um, Google Analytics is a great tool right it it, uh, it helps you understand uh, the uh, the clickstream data the behavior of uh, your uh, customers on your site and everything but um, the tools within the platforms like facebook analytics tools or, or in the business manager that they give reports on and everything there are actually more metrics within those tools that you get a lot clarity on uh, rather than you looking at in google analytics right mm-hmm. but the point is uh, in facebook side of things there are so many metrics that are not of <laughs> any use, so people get lost in them.
0: It's like I was just talking about this earlier today. I'm like, they're not Pokemon cards. You don't need to collect all the
1: data all points, right. <laughs> yeah, is, but you need the important ones, right? Right. You need the important ones. So, um, so what we devised out um, uh, is um, something called as a web analytics measurement model, right? So, at, cool. at, all, at all the times, you know, we call them we call them WAM. And um, so this model, you have to first figure out when you run a campaign or you're running it, uh, if you're running anything, what is your ultimate goal for it? Are you trying to increase uh, your uh, revenue by X percentage, Mm -hmm. right? Or are you increasing um, traffic by an X percentage or increasing sales for a particular product? right? Mm-hmm. That is your KPI. Let's call that it as a KPI, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And key then you product understand... indicator if someone doesn't know yeah. what KPI is.
1: Yep. Yeah, like a key performance indicator or a, or a product indicator, right? So yep. so in when you're, uh, and you understand your key performance indicator at that point, you are now going back and seeing whether you have laid down uh, a fundamental um, roadmap in terms of how to achieve that, right? Mm-hmm. So, And in the model, in the measurement model, you are looking at uh, first you figure out your different channels that you're trying to promote this particular product or a service, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and once you do that, your your next uh, action is, okay, what are the important metrics that I need to measure this uh, particular KPI on? Is it sessions or is it um, the conversion rate or mm-hmm. I mean, is it like form signups, right? Or um,
0: How do we figure that out? Or are you going to get to that?
1: <laughs> well i'm going to get to that because yeah okay because that's the person here. that pops
0: into my head i'm like and i know what i consider to be important KPI. i'm all about profit like if it doesn't lead to profit why are we doing it that's how i think about it uh, but
1: yeah i'll let you continue sorry sure so at that point what happens is so once once you're building the, this fundamental fundamental roadmap of it you understand that uh, you need a landing page right you mm-hmm. understand that you require to add a form into it or product or add products into it right and then you understand that you need to track that form and your goal is to have more form completions right and um, you then un- create a baseline of what, what is our current conversion rate and how much do you want to increase that And you understand uh, how much do you want to spend on this, right? And then Mm -hmm. you also understand that your other metric is what's your ROI on it? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, what, your, what your revenue on your ad spend is or revenue on your investment is at that point, depending on whatever the campaign that is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and if you are if targeting a particular customer base, if it's probably new customers that you're targeting or repeat customers that you're targeting, you're understanding the, the customer lifetime value of it as well. Right. All of these are different metrics. Now you know where to go and find these. Right mm-hmm. And how to accumulate this data or funnel them into a silo that is built exactly for a campaign, which where you build hypothesis on.
0: And just for clarity purposes, this is inside the software that you guys built.
1: Uh this is inside the software we built but okay. uh, for now um you can actually build this with multiple different softwares okay. and uh, and uh, for um for simplicity I'm just um touching the bare uh, minimum help uh, okay. just to help people understand because the point that I'm trying to see is because I'm trying what...
0: to visualize it like how where would that data sit is that inside of a spreadsheet is that inside of uh, a yeah. software yeah. just
1: for yeah. now you, it 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 resides in, in a spreadsheet let's say it resides in a spreadsheet right okay. yeah. so and um, so you, now you have your metrics you are collecting all that information and you're putting in a spreadsheet so what what our software does uh, and uh, what we've noticed uh, on um, on a, our on a, on a software level where we see all of what these- what's the
0: name things. of your software sorry
1: it's it's called journey iq
0: journey iq that's right i forgot okay journey iq yeah. so
1: um, our main goal is to first identify the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then provide a, a, a cause or a correlation to that. So I can expand mm-hmm. a little bit more on that. Sure. So let's say you are running a campaign to sell a product online and you're running campaigns on multiple sources, which could be on Google ads. You're probably advertising on Reddit. You're probably advertising on uh, Facebook. You're doing display marketing on YouTube and everywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So online channel. channel online channels like yeah, yeah. and um, so you've got data on all of these channels yeah. right and um how do you measure success for it do you start extracting yeah uh, or exporting reports from these yes. and looking at uh, the money that you spend versus the money that you're getting and now you're just looking at the data on a face value right you're mm-hmm. looking at spreadsheets you're looking at these ones uh, and if you're if you're a VP of sales or someone in the um, decision making process looking at it, I've spent five thousand. I've only got six thousand, seven thousand. Mm-hmm. What? Um, doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. So and uh and and what, what what they are looking at is also looking at operating costs. They are looking at three people working full time or an agency working full time in this ma in this problem in, in these few months. We're probably paying in another ten k. So they're adding up all of those costs rather than just looking at the Money that they spend on a marketing campaign, right? Yes. So, um, what what we've done is with the with the help of our native integrations to multiple platforms, mm-hmm. we ourselves build a first party uh, tracking system on the website, right? Oh, cool. Well, which can also collect information from your online channels, right? Combine the behavior of the online channels versus the online behavior on your website, whether the behavior on the website, right? Mm -hmm. And figure out now why if if your KPI is increase in revenue, and now we can identify what are the channels and the behaviors that are causing friction to to not let that happen, right? And uh, which is very valuable. Yeah, (laughs) it's very valuable. Right. So um, (laughs)
0: for sure. So uh, essentially just you're able to funnel in all of the data and you'll get the insights to know what is actually
1: working and what is not working. Actually working on what is not working. Exactly. Wow.
0: That would that that would be very valuable information if I was trying to grow a business. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we we've we looked at that and um, these these I mean it's it's almost like seven years worth of work here that I'm sharing with you, Zach. Wow. And, um and what what we've looked at it from a architecture standpoint is because This particular analysis was only able to happen for companies who are able to invest in data architectures or in data warehouses Mm -hmm. where they can uh, house all of this data into, uh, into different silos and then have analysts or data scientists sit down eight hours a day uh, crunching these numbers, cleaning this data to be able to find that correlation, talking to these marketing teams, mm-hmm. helping them understand and figure out why is the data telling me like this. What is your yeah. point of view? So we are we've incorporated all that subject matter expertise into the software, right? Wow. And cool, um, yeah, and we're trying um, and we're trying to be able to um, point out that friction to these businesses. So now that's called actionable insight. So if Mm -hmm. you point out that friction to the business owner, he can now go understand who to talk to in his business. So um, so there's there's a wonderful example that I keep telling everybody and I can share that with you as well. So what happens in an e-commerce company, um, you have like four or five different people in an e-commerce company. You have an e-commerce manager, uh, who's probably looking at warehousing, who's looking at order fulfillment and everything. And he's also mm-hmm. looking at uh, the overall marketing side of it. You have a marketing manager and you have a couple of data analysts and customer service guys and everything. Like this is how a team is set up, right? Yep. Suddenly your orders drop in a week, your orders drop um, by 10 or
0: 15%. Mm-hmm
1: the immediate thing that comes to mind is okay am i losing traffic or um, what happened uh, why why are my products that are not i mean so there's there's no immediate um, a correlation or a cause to that particular thing right mm-hmm. so you immediately send out an email all hands saying that our traffic is down by 15% or our our transactions are down by 15% i need mm-hmm. to know why mm-hmm. Right. So now <laughs> the, the, the guy, the, the people in the email, um, so probably a data scientist is now looking at, oh, what's my data looking at? Well, I mean, how many customers did I get? Or he's looking at understanding whether he's finding a pattern like this or a trend like this that's yeah. happening over the last six months. And yeah. the SEO guy probably is looking at, oh, did the keyword rankings drop? Or, or what is our search visibility? Are Is our um, landing pages getting indexed? Uh, is our crawlability good? Or did we get a hit somewhere or something like that? He's looking at the temperature of the SEO side of things and probably on SEMrush or on these all these tools. Yeah, And you're looking at customer... Um, Customer, science, customer data customer service teams looking at some other information and you're looking at marketing manager looking at these campaigns overall um, whether they're performing well whether there are keywords not performing well whether their impressions coming out good whether there's a good key- click-through rate or whether there is a decent conversion rate on the ad side of things
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just take it take it from a time standpoint so the time to insight to the e-commerce manager to be able to take a decision and make that change to bring it back to normalcy is almost one week.
0: Yeah. If not longer.
1: <laughs> yeah. If not longer. Yeah.
0: They probably are using multiple agencies who are not communicating.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. and um, And it's dysfunctional sometimes and it's not always organized yeah and i've, I've seen
0: it firsthand i've seen it firsthand right. and what it does as the agency they come to you being like wire sales down here and you're like well no the numbers look good over here <laughs> like nothing yeah. has changed but it could <laughs> be the seo guy that they're using or mm-hmm. the pinterest ads that they're running by themselves or like lord knows what what the the fluctuation is but your software kind of brings all that together so you can actually yeah. look at that and identify that right yeah. away
1: our service is trying to solve that. Wow.
0: No, that, that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem in a lot of business. Just, just the communication, because I think you hit the nail on the head where he's trying to figure out why are sales down 15%. That's the question. And then he's getting 10 different answers from 10 different people or five mm-hmm. different people in your story. Mm-hmm. And Wait. they really don't know <laughs> what it is. I
1: don't know right? They really don't know what are the guys use probably customer services using Zendesk to look at something else. Data scientist is probably looking at his report, something else. Marketing manager is probably looking at um, ads and he's because he's he's got multiple different tools that he's probably using, right? The SEO SEO guy is using something else. He's looking at broken links or something else. So like, see, Uh, this is all good if you have uh, the resources to invest in all of this, right? But, um, let's say we are, we also looked at companies who are making um five million to ten million or in the less than fifty fifty million dollars right and yeah. the VW space, and uh, they probably have two hundred or more SKUs right and um the reason why we tend, we we understand that they are not cannot sell direct to consumer or ha- cannot house their products online mm-hmm. is they, uh, they, I, I, I believe that they feel like there is a lot of things that are going on right there's a lot of things that are going on here yes. that we still don't understand or, ga- yeah. or get a grasp on it right yeah and, um, we tend to break that barrier right we tend to break that barrier we mm-hmm. go in with uh, with tiered products with tiered plants like tier uh, tier a tier b tier c mm-hmm. and um, rather than launching 200 products at once we launch 15 products at once mm-hmm. that can, mm-hmm. that has the tam and sam right um and um we we tend to do all of that um uh, Research or discovery is probably the right word to do it mm-hmm. um, with that, and um, we've got uh, and uh, out of this. And I'm like, um, I mean, when when the inception of this idea came in, that at one point um, the I have to replace my own role, right? So yep. yeah, so come because obviously that's um, that's what what's going to happen in the future at some point, right? With these optimizations and everything, and then coming up and everything. So I'm like, yep. well, I have. This happening in my brains, right? And I'm doing this, and uh, I'm like, okay, there are so many people struggling like this that that don't necessarily get to that time to insight faster. So yes. my main goal is also to get to get to that uh, insight faster. So reduce that time to insight, but take more action first, and then look at the effect. The effect can be positive or ne- negative, but you're learning fast, so you can implement it fast, and uh, yeah. that feedback loop is what you want to churn uh, out faster. Right. Yeah. So sense. yeah, you can do this for like emails that you send out to uh, the messaging side of things, uh, what works, what doesn't work. There's, there's multiple different aspects to it uh, that we can know. So uh, what's,
0: uh, so what's the, so what's this? we know what the problem is. The problem is that the, the information isn't getting fast enough.
1: What's the solution
0: and how are you and your team going about solving that?
1: So our solution is completely um, AI based. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. So we've used. Um, so we we use a lot of uh, based on uh, models uh, and inferences. We used a lot of regression models, mm-hmm. and uh, we do a lot of stress testing and training. Uh, and we've trained a lot of different uh, uh, models and data sets uh, related to these. Um, um, uh, data that comes from uh, Google data comes comes from analytics data comes mm-hmm. from ads and everything. So mm-hmm. we've done a lot of different testing and we have got almost um, thousands of inferences from the data. So the subject matter expertise comes at that point. So whether that particular inference is valuable to the c- c- customer or not, mm. right? So yes. at that point, uh, Anthony comes in or my team comes in and looks at that inference. So. We are looking at combining all of these data models, running our data analysis on top of it, and then building out inferences and then picking out the ones that have the highest impact to their Mm -hmm. bottom line. Right. And then and then sharing that to these guys. Right. So we need to
0: know what's important, right? Like you need need to know what's important. Like you could have the data, the answers in the data already. You're just shining the spotlight on it for them.
1: Exactly. The answer is in the data, but it's not probably married or it's not probably uh, mapped to the right data sets. Mm-hmm. And it's not probably ra- mapped to the right rows and columns to mm-hmm. able to get to that trend pattern or able to get that analysis. right. Most mm-hmm. of the analysis uh, that we tend to come back to conclusions are from time series analysis. There are different types of time series analysis that we do. right? Mm. And uh, when we look at it uh, from a B2B perspective, it's probably um, um, the trend in the economical patterns that don't always uh, th- that's the the reason why we tend to have such a matter expertise plug that information into it so we can mm-hmm. tweak parameters or we can uh, verify those additional parameters that we can add these um, um, like logical sense to the data rather mm-hmm. than just putting in from face value The and we working yeah. with multiple industries also uh, also helped us a lot in Gaining that insights to us. If you're probably stuck in uh, one type of a vertical or one type of a customer, we probably may not be able to build this sophisticated tool, right? Mm-hmm. So all that, uh, all, all that uh, knowledge that we've gained into the reservoir is feeding into this tool, and we, and obviously the tool is learning from your data. So. Yep. In- so we've built the tool according to the person uh, using it as well. So there's a different onboarding uh, process for mm-hmm. uh, each and every person. So let's say if your e-commerce manager's main goal is to look at transactions and he wants to be able to understand why the transactions are down or uh, 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 and then look at the underlying factors of it, yeah. um, he's going to get that first on a screen, right? So take Beautiful. it from the analytics point of view, even mm-hmm. for you, me or for a c-level person or for a, uh, a data analysis guy everybody has the same report yeah right it doesn't change Generic. It. it may be important to you it may not be yeah. important
0: to you yeah
1: yeah, but if you want to be able to build your own, you either have to um, run it through BigQuery, pull that schema out, make your changes, and then run it in mm-hmm. Tableau, and Looker or in Data Studio, whatever that is, uh, via Visualization tool list. So we are trying to answer that question. So we have these, we are, we are trying to solve um, three major problems. Um, one is uh, the shopping cart side of things. We are trying to improve uh, and get more clarity on why people abandon their carts right or why yep. customers abandon their cards one is another thing is improving your conversion rate how can we improve your conversion rate whether it's a service-oriented company or it yes. is a product oriented company how can we improve your company and then how can we improve your engagement rate right and mm-hmm. uh, if, if you want people to engage on something if you want people to engage on your apps or engage on your content right engage on your videos how do we how do we do that right yeah. these are these are our tools highest kpis mm-hmm. and then you have so for example if you have like a shopping cart abandonment problem that we're trying to solve what products are uh, abandoned most what cities are, um, from which people are abandoning the most right mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. what campaigns are these particular products been selling the most right and mm-hmm. there are these intricate uh, intricate questions Mm-hmm. journey and tries to get in and feed in the data and then try to analyze it and then show you uh whether that's the right analysis or whether the right information. Cool, dude that that's that's very cool because
0: there's nothing out in the market that i'm aware of that really does that i've seen things that have been kind of frankenstein together using like supermetrics and all these different things mm-hmm. uh through de- um uh, google uh data studios i've i've, I've used that But what I found is that even if you give the answers to the end user, they rarely implement the information because nobody's looking at it, especially if it's just going to a spreadsheet, doing nothing. So having a key person highlighting that or an AI being like, look, this, you need to pay attention to this. This is important. Uh, Because I always get the question. It's like, what's a good cost per click, Zach? What's a good cost per click? And I was like, I don't care what the cost per click is. I care about what the conversion is. So you got to really okay. know what data to focus on. And uh, like I said, I was talking about this earlier today, and I think this is a big problem. This is you're solving a massive problem because you, as a business owner, let's just say I run uh, I run an agency. All right, I'm told that I need to take care of my data and understand all my metrics. Well, great. Now I have more metrics and more data than I could ever possibly do. How do you pull an insight from that? It right. is beyond me. Where would somebody start to just look at some key? I guess they have to identify what their end goal is, right? And then work back yeah. from that.
1: Yep. Um, first of all is um, I think everybody, um, like every organization understands how to generate data. But they yeah. don't understand how to funnel them into different categories, and then try to simplify the process of building an insight. Mm. That's where they fail, right? And that's the that's where the problem is. Because when you generate data, it's it, the volume at which it can come in, depending on the product that you're selling or everything. It's yeah, it's, can be great or it can be very raw. Right, yeah, and the the rate or usually they call it like volume velocity, right? So the volume it generates and and the speed at which the data comes in also matters in how you actually build your uh, different uh, data silos, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where you first need to figure out, like, how what is my one source of truth that will actually help me take that insight out, right? So um, what are, what are you sticking on, right? So <laughs> because I've have, I've have known companies use twenty five different tools. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, or like, more. <laughs> yeah. Or more. Um. There's like um like Hotjar and there's there's also like BWO. There's like and
0: everybody's there's, got a the, the solution instead of actually solving the problems yeah. is going to get another another thing, right? Yeah. So.
1: Someone some, someone's doing A/B testing there and someone's doing some some tests other here and, and like yes. all that data is can can you now once you generate that data can you funnel in to make sense to it, right? Yeah. What is the acquisition of it? What is the behavior of it? And what is your outcome? Right. And then you're learning, you're trying to understand what are my insights and what are you recommending for the next uh, path? So
0: to me, that sounds like that's a great answer, by the way, that was amazing. Um, To me, it sounds like business intelligence essentially is what you're creating Mm -hmm. and what you're solving. So by being able to identify what your end goal is and working your way backwards from that, you can see little bits. But yeah. what your software is going to do is automate that process for.
1: yeah We are, we are talking decision intelligence here, Zach. We yeah. are talking decision intelligence here. We are able to be able to answer the questions of what, when, how, and why. Kind of a yeah. situation. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we we think that's more impactful, right? And we are building and we are bringing it to um, all these different industries that uh, um, are looking at um, so working with us, right. Um, for, um, for, for the cost that you don't need to pay like a 180 K or whatever. That
0: was going to be my next question. Who do you, who is this meant for? Like who, like, obviously, even if you're a small business, you could benefit from this, but who are you looking for as you're building this out? Who's the ideal client for you guys?
1: We are, um, so we have two different ways of doing this. We are looking at agencies, first of all, like we are looking mm-hmm. at marketing agencies or e-commerce agencies that are- uh, Right
0: with the amount of data that they have and data yeah. sequence. I remember like my, the problem is it just sits there, and we're not actionalizing it or putting it to work. So, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but men, that's, that's oh true. yeah, that,
1: that's that's that, that's the reason why I started with them because that's because we love data. The tool loves data. The more data you feed it in, the more better it gets, right? And the yeah. more insights it can bring out, and the more uh, pivots that you can make uh, in the right direction, right? Yeah. So we are looking at companies to um, work with us on this level, uh, right? And um, Uh, we are very strong on data privacy, security, and everything. So what happens with us stays within their own uh, project. So it's not being, Mm -hmm. it's not, not, does not get shared with anybody else, or Mm -hmm. even it doesn't get uh, shared within the platform to help it improve the platform itself. Mm -hmm. So uh, each and every uh, project is a microservice on its own. So it runs for you only. So, Mm -hmm. That's how we keep um, privacy at, at that stage. So it's governed you
0: essentially train an AI specifically for yeah. that business. You get right. that up and then you take them by the hand and walk
1: them through the insights at first. Is that how that works? That's right. So that's the reason why what happens is if that company, um, so for example, we can start out with very new businesses as well. And uh, so we do have our own training data that we can train the model on and mm-hmm. uh, and then deploy it to that particular new company. But if, let's mm-hmm. say if the company already has like 10 years worth of data that they're probably um, uh, it's housed in like in their ad platforms or in their uh, analytics platforms, mm-hmm. we can pipe all that information in. And we can generate a, a basic understanding or a baseline understanding of where they were and what mm-hmm. the insights we can get. And Ooh, then start soaking so in new information uh, from our own first-party SDK and then, pl- and then bring in more do insights.
0: Know, do you know what a lot of marketers do and a lot of business owners do that I notice is that they will do something once and it'll work great. And they'll have success and then they'll stop doing it for one reason or another. Maybe something yeah. came up or there was a new ad platform or a new idea. So you essentially be able to identify those insights. You say like, this time, two years ago, this was going mm-hmm. on and you saw this. What were you doing there? Do more of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's more valuable for us. And um, yeah. um, i been in situations where, um, where wow, when we cool. onboard new tools, you probably need to wait for 30 or 60 days, given the amount of information that it has to be pumped into that tool to be able to give you some inside out, or give yeah. you build a dashboard, or you are connecting to existing Google Analytics tools or dashboards and then blending in information and showing that. Yeah. <laughs> we are not that. There are already tools <laughs> out there to do that, right? Yeah. So we are, yeah. we are. That's why I say I, I mean, I've 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 mentioned that we are at the point where we are giving the decision intelligence for these businesses, right? Yes so you are more confident in the in the step that you make uh, wh- whether it is increasing your budget at that point or mm-hmm. whether it is making a change to your campaign so you have you are trying to go with more confidence and uh, you believe in what you're making and you have these different hypotheses yeah. and things so so that's that's how we that's one part of it and we are also looking at um, um, individual business businesses as well and in the, in the B2B space uh, who are mm-hmm. uh, and in, in the US you have these longer uh, companies who are working uh, for like more than 30 years and 40 years in the distribution uh, uh, cycle and um, well, the, the the hard truth is uh, they never know who their customers are. I mean, from a broader perspective, they know who they are, but they never have closer contacts unless they are OEM manufacturers or something like that. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we tend to work with uh, these kind of companies as well to be able to figure out how we can help them and uh, also be able to partner with them and then understand what their data is and um, build uh, a framework in terms of how we can improve um, the um, either it is the um, uh, the customer life cycle or able to find new customers or improve their mm-hmm. acquisition and then sell their products online and then define Love different use and all of that as well. So yeah. Yeah, multiple things there.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think I like that market too because like I, I do like I think agencies you'll have a you'll have a ton of flood of data from that is absolutely great and you'll have a wide spectrum of reach. Uh, right. Different industries but the the market that you 're talking about um i 've met with some of these clients uh in the past, and it 's hard to do marketing for them because essentially they have a very either very thin Uh, small market that they serve. And then so maybe you can do some like some Google ads or some other things, maybe some content stuff, but it's limited. But they, they definitely do not have anything in place to really identify who their true customer is, what that looks like, What are they doing outside of work? Like just be able to get more data and information and insight so you can actually market to these people because I'm sure you've met with these clients as well. And they're like, yeah, ads don't work for us because insert reason and or like the only thing that works for us is insert the method. And I think there's there's more to it, you know. And I think not seeing that full picture is costing these companies a ton of money. So,
1: exactly. how,
0: where are you in your business? What are you what are you looking for? Are you looking to help out people, or what's your situation
1: now? Are you at in market? Uh, we're not yet in market, so we are at a, a proof of concept stage. So we are yeah. working. We are trying to get collaborated with companies who who can work with us on a three month POC who mm-hmm. can work with us. Uh, um, it's a no obligation POC. You can work with us for three months, uh, understand the data that we provide. And if you feel that's insightful, you can get on a contract with us. Wow. So that, that helps us with um, uh, understanding what your company is as well. And also understands how this type of a service and product model also works with you or not, right? Yeah. So we are at that stage at the moment we are, by the end of the year we try we want to productize this uh, completely as a saas offering and then put it out uh, out there and yeah. uh, probably not so complicated as we are because it still requires um, uh, uh, an anthony there uh, at that <laughs> point but yeah. um, we may launch uh, a few uh, feature sets uh, as a SaaS model and then start working on it. But obviously, our goal is to uh, run with multiple agencies who are in this uh, spectrum. Uh, and, um, the uh, the reason why we wanted to do that as well, even with agencies, a lot of the times, um, depending on the competition they have and everything, it's, uh, it's very hard to keep that business, right? Yeah. And uh, if you're not providing value to it, obviously, some others are coming in and probably giving you proposals to it and they're snatching away. Right. So is an engine that always learns. Right. And um, and we are also providing uh, industry insights to it and looking at economic factors to it and all of that data into it, plugging it in from external sources. So it's not only looking at your data from a face value, but it's also comparing it to how the competition is actually doing out there. And uh, all of that information as well. and we try to tend wow. to do that more often as well. So we are not we are not making biased uh, uh, decisions here. So um, yeah and overcome that bias uh, obviously happens with a lot of AI trained models where it's biased out and even working people like me when I'm when I'm so cornered into marketing and as well, I have my own biases as well. Of course so, yeah, I always tend to ask that question of why? Right. And, um, that helped me even build that tool too. So yeah, awesome. where we are at awesome. this stage. So who, uh,
0: like, and how many spots do you have available? Do you, are you looking for? Um... So
1: looking for like, um, we have 10 spots available every month. Right. Okay,
0: beautiful. Yeah. Well, if anybody's interested, how can they reach out to you and have them uh, you essentially have you look at their data and, and and really help them make sense of it versus just letting it sit in a spreadsheet somewhere.
1: <laughs> you can obviously reach out to my, me and my email or um, yeah, yeah, that will be on my LinkedIn. Okay, I'll and I'll put all the links in the show mm-hmm. notes
0: and stuff anyways. Um, Mm. dude, I I think that what you're building when that is productized is going to be really, really valuable. If you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it because it just makes sense. I don't see less tools in the market. I always see more tools and I see like, um, I just saw this morning, there was a a company that I like that does uh, newsletters beehive and they, they acquired the front end, uh, ad network. So it's like, and they're all just going to become bigger uh, SaaSes and bigger companies. And that's kind of how they grow and scale their businesses. So I think a need, there's a massive need for learning and understanding your data. And even somebody who like, I kind of pride my, not as much as you, my friend, but I pride myself on data. I, like I can go in and I can look and I can see a thing or two, uh, is, yeah. but even I know I'm not even using a fraction of what I should be doing. Um, because I'm taking a maybe at best a well-educated guess versus uh, an actionable insight, and that's what you saw. So that that's great, man. Um, before we wrap up, I have some rapid questions for you. I'm just going to throw a couple things at you, and uh, we'll end on that note. But if anybody's interested in working with Anthony and his team, uh, have them look at your data. Click the the link down in the show notes. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Hey, my pleasure, my man. Thank you for coming on and dropping some value. And I, I understand like, like analytics is not the most sexy topic in the world, but in the world, we live in data rules, man. Like if you don't understand yeah. data and you're not managing it, we're, we're in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. so we need that, man. So thank you for coming on. All right. SEO or paid advertising?
1: So, okay, rapid fire, right? (laughs) Rapid
0: fire, man. Both
1: both have their merits, but uh, for me, um, SEO for um, uh, sustainable long-term growth.
0: Love it. Facebook ads or Google ads?
1: Oh, uh, depends on the target audience and campaign goals, but often a mix of both if you come to me.
0: Yeah, love it. Uh, data-driven decisions or gut feelings? I know which one you're going to pick. <laughs>
1: data-driven decisions, obviously. I mean, yeah. I mean it's informed by experience and intu- intuition, uh, but it's not gut feeling always.
0: Okay. Uh, e-commerce or brick and mortar?
1: Oh, absolutely. E-commerce for scalability. But uh, brick and mortar for tangible experiences uh, here and there. But yeah, for scalability, e-commerce.
0: Mobile apps or web apps?
1: Uh, mobile apps uh, for a dedicated user base, uh, better retention um and uh i i think you know oh yeah uh, there are web apps that are also more mobile apps uh depending on the um the technologies that you use but um yes. it's kind of like yeah just that's like a very i mean it's dedicated user base i would probably be going for like the more like mobile apps more usability and what have you yeah
0: content marketing or email marketing
1: Ooh, content marketing for brand building, obviously. Uh, email marketing for more conversions. Love it. Uh, return on investment or lifetime
0: value, ROI or LTV.
1: So this is yeah. I mean, this
0: is, <laughs> both, both, please. <laughs> yeah,
1: both are both are crucial. But I feel like CLV for a long term business sustainability.
0: Yeah, that makes okay. sense, man. That makes sense. Thanks. Thanks for playing with me. And thanks for coming on. And thanks for adding some value, Anthony. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, guys, check out his, uh, what's it called? Journey? Journey IQ. Journey IQ. I'll make sure to have all the information down below. And again, thank you for coming on, brother. I appreciate you.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome.
0: Now, that's what I'm talking about. If you didn't write down at least three golden nuggets during this episode, you are missing out. Uh, Anthony was... Um so well-rounded when it came to digital marketing and the questions I asked him and understanding his journey, how he implemented analytics into his business, how he thinks about solving problems. We can all learn something from this episode. We know we all have data. It's just sitting there. We're probably not doing anything actionable with it. If you wanna work with him and his team, literally click the link down below. Uh, I appreciate you. And as always, please take a second to like, rate, and subscribe uh, to the channel so we can have more amazing guests just like this. All right. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.